Please help me stand up and welcome Mrs. Lizani, Elder Lizani, on the pulpit. Amen. As she preaches, what are you preaching about? You let me know. I'll let you know. Amen. Praise God. Welcome here. Um, before we start, let's just start in prayer. I know we normally pray while seated, but I would like us to first honor, honor God first. So can you just quickly bow our heads and close our eyes so that we can pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for this hour that you've given us. I thank you for this day that you've given us to be able to meet you in your presence. Oh, Father, I thank you that you've given us the ability to wake up this morning and be here and come here to worship you and to honor you, oh God. Father, as we are here in your presence, oh, Father, I ask you that, Father, as we are about to read your word, as we are about to get your meat, oh, God, I pray that, Father, we open our hearts so that we may be able to receive your word. I pray, mighty God, that your word falls into fertile ground, oh, mighty God, that each and every seed that falls today, mighty God, it will grow in our hearts, oh, Father. I pray that, mighty Father, as I speak here today, mighty Lord, I'm not leaning on my own human ability to speak, and mighty Father, I trust that you will use me as a vessel, mighty God. May we hear you speak through me, mighty God. May my lips speak what you have put in, my, in, 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 my, in our hearts, oh, Father. We thank you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may take your seats. Amen. Can I have water? Amen. So, family, before I go on, I would like to thank Pastor Abby for the honor that he has given me to be able to stand on his pulpit. I don't take this opportunity lightly, and it's not bump and place to stand here. Amen. So, um, for today, I'll quickly jump into the word of today. Is there anyone who's going to give us the scriptures, or we're not going to have the scriptures on the screen? Tando is not at the desk. Amen. So while they are preparing, um, can you please um, open Exodus chapter 12? So yes, it is true, um, what Pastor said, that when I get his message, I become a bit anxious because I know it's not going to be high. I even told him, Pastor, next time when you send a message, just say hi, Jay, out of a blue during the week. Just say hi, how are you? Because I know when it comes, it comes with an instruction that you have to do this on this day. So I was just saying to him, just say hi so that when I get the message, your instruction, it's already the foundation has been laid of that simple hi. So it is true, and we've been in the church for quite a while serving under old Pastor Abby, and it has been an honor serving under him, because I remember when we moved to Fleov, I came to look for a place in Fleov for us to move closer, and when I saw the board outside CFC with the CFC logo, I was like, we are going to move to Fleov, no matter what, I'm going to make sure that we move to Fleov, just because I know there is a church that we're familiar with, which is CFC. So I was the one who went and scouted the area first. Amen. So when we moved to Fleof, it was an honor to come here and serve under Pastor Abby. And my husband also already knew who he was from Kempton Park. And I didn't know Pastor Abby, but I only saw the logo and I was like, church is there, so that's where we were going to stay in Fleof. And my husband was like, when we got there, he's like, man, I know this pastor. I know him. It's Pastor Abby from Kempton Park. 
So I think it was God's plan for us to be in this church. It was God's divine plan for us to be serving under him, and it is an honor to serve him. So Stan, are you ready? So um, can you please open our Bibles to Exodus chapter 12? So if you haven't read the Bible this week, we're going to do a bit of a Bible study today. So you'll have to bear with me. So we'll read um, Exodus chapter 12. I'm reading from the NIV. It's in the Old Testament. So my Bible says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be your first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community Israel. Oh, they're still busy with the scripture. Exodus. Chapter 12, verse 1. Okay, I'll start all over again. It says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be your first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbors, having taken into account the number of people they are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in, the, needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides of the top of the door frames of the house where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or cooked in water, but roasted over the fire head legs and inner parts. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On the same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn man and animals, and I will bring judgment, judgment on all the gods in Egypt. I am the Lord. I, I am the Lord. Amen. I want us to quickly um, focus on verse 12. It says, On the same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The, Lord, the blood will be a sign for you on the house where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. If you... Uh, if you are underlining your Bible, or if you can underline this, the next verse, it says, This is the day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. That is my standing scripture for today. It says, This is the day you are to commemorate for the generations to come, and you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. My topic for today I was a bit stuck between two topics. In first, I was thinking of any remembrance because when I saw that I would be preaching on Christmas, Pastor didn't call me and tell me that, please prepare for Christmas Day. I just saw a poster, a flyer that was already designed by Tando with my picture on it. And then I was like, oh, okay. 
Wow, God works in mysterious ways. He just puts your picture there and already, you know. So I was not told. So when, when I saw my picture, I was like, okay, it's fine. I don't mind. I'll preach. And then what came to my, my heart was thankfulness, was being thankful. That is the topic that was in mind. But as I, time went by, I was stuck between remembrance and thankfulness. So if you are writing notes, you can write remembrance in, in, in thankfulness in God. Amen. You can write that if you're writing notes as the topic for today. So here, what I did, the focus is on verse 14, but by reading throughout the chapter, I want us to understand why did God say that they must commemorate that day? And why did God say that you must celebrate it for years to come, not only for that moment? So the Israelites, what was happening is that Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt and all the plagues has already happened, the different plagues, the blood tends to, wa uh, the water tends to blood, there were locusts, they had boils on their bodies, and this was the last plague that was going to happen for them to leave Egypt and go to their promised land. So what God was telling them was giving them instructions on what will happen on that last plague, that God will, all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians will die, but for, in order for them to be protected, they had to have blood on their doorposts uh, so that when the angel of the, comes, when it sees the blood, it doesn't kill anyone in that house, but it moves to the next house. So what we learn here, God was saying that as you are feasting for that night, he was telling them the instructions. It's like he was giving them a receipt. As I had to cook for Christmas, I was trying a new recipe, and I had to do it step by step, where it says, pour in 250 milliliters of water. That's what I did. When it said, pour in a pinch of salt, that's what I did. So God was giving them instructions. And when you look at this verse, God was exact, giving them exactly what he wanted. He told them that when it comes to the meat, how to do the meat, it must be roasted. How to do the bread, it must not have yeast in it. Amen. So God gives us instructions in life to the T, but it's up to us to listen to those instructions and obey them. He doesn't force us. Amen. So it was up to the Israelites to choose, are we going to do these instructions and cook the meat the way Moses says we must cook it? Are we going to make the bread exactly the same way because we want to survive and see the following day and move out of Egypt and go to the promised land? We had to follow the Lord's instructions. So if we fast forward this to the New Testament, if we can quickly go to Luke um, 22, verse 7 to 8. If we fast forward this to the New Testament, it is now Passover. The Israelites have been doing this celebration year after year, remembering what God has done for them, remembering that God took them out of Egypt to their promised land. If we fast forward to Luke 22, verse 7 to 8, it says, when the when came the day of unleavened bread on which Passover lamb had to be sacrificed, Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. If you jump over to verse 19, it says, and he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance. Amen. So now in the New Testament, Jesus is doing the same thing that God told the Israelites that do this in remembrance. Then, in the Old Testament, the Israelites had to slaughter a lamb. But now, 
the disciples are sitting with the lamb. Little do they know that this is something that we have to do in remembrance. Little do they know that this is the sacrifice that will be given for us to be saved. Amen. And when you look back in the Old Testament, the, the, the Israelites, when they were sitting there, preparing and feasting, they didn't know that God was preparing them for a better tomorrow. They were focusing on where they come from. How many of us focus on where we come from and forget about what lies ahead? We are leaning towards the end of the year. 2021 is nearly over. We only have about, what, six or seven days somewhere there. But it's over. Why are we focusing on what was behind? Why are we looking at what God didn't do for us? But we need to look ahead. That feast was a preparation of what's to come. When you cook your food today, yes, we might remembering the sun that was given to us. But when you feast today, feast in preparation of what's to come. And yes, the future might not be easy. We're not saying 2022 will be 100% and everything will flow. But when you feast, feast in preparation of the future and knowing that today's feasting is for the son that was given unto us, the lamb that was sacrificed for us so that we can live. Amen. So for me, I asked myself in remembrance, what am I remembering out of 2021? What am I remembering that I can thank God for out of the past years that has passed? I remember in 2018, my mom passed away, and I was sitting in church listening to Pastor Abby when that happened. And when it happened, I was like, God, why didn't you tell me to leave? I asked myself so many questions, and I questioned God at the end. And the questions came like, if only, they, my aunt sent me a please call me when it happened. And I saw the please call me, I was like, no, I'll wait for Pastor to finish preaching. We were doing uh, Biblical Foundations for Life, um, one of the first-year courses. So I was like, I'll wait for this session to be over, and then I'll answer my phone or just call them and check what's happening. The session was over, and then I forgot about the please call me. And then the second session started, and another please call came in, and I was like, I'll let me just listen first, and I'll answer the call or the please call me after this session. I forgot again. And then only when I went home, I was like, okay, there were please call me that came through. Let me respond to his please call me. Only for my aunt to tell me, no, call your mom. She's at work. They are saying she's not fine. It was at night, so I'm calling at work. When I call at work, my mom doesn't answer. Another lady answers and tells me, no, your mom was not fine. It seems like she had a heart problem or something. The paramedics came. I'm like, okay, where is she? And then, like, she passed away. So on that day, from that day, I questioned myself, God, why did this happen? I was sitting in church listening to you. Couldn't you save her or for me to speak to her for the last time to just say goodbye if you're going to take care at that moment? And I remember we, the blacks, we do, there's something that we do. They call, we have to, you have to go wash the body. I don't know if other races do it. Amen. If we had maybe an Indian or a white person who would advise us, if the other races, they do go at the mortuary. And I'm not sure if it's a mortuary or mog. What's the correct English? A mortuary. But I know the, the clean English is the mog. It's a mog. Sorry. So we had to, on a Thursday, there was this day, we had to go to the mog and so me being the oldest daughter, I had to be there to do that. And when we went there, yes, I've never been to a morgue. I've never had to do that. I was scared. I was nervous. But inside me, there was some sort of peace that you will have to do it. God gave me strength for that moment. 
And then when we got there, my mother's body was lying there on that table of theirs, that silver table. And we got there, my grandmother and my aunt, they're like, let's pray. But when we prayed, some started crying during the prayer. And with me, I didn't cry at that moment. Seeing that her body lying down there, I didn't cry. But what was filled in my heart was thankfulness. My prayer was that, Lord, I thank you that I knew this woman lying there. Lord, I thank you that I had a mother when others, they don't even know who their mothers are. Lord, I thank you that I had to, time to feel her love. I had to experience love through her. And everything that I said, it was just giving God thanks, just being grateful. I didn't cry at that moment. And it only dawned afterwards that what happened to me at that moment is that we need to thank God for the difficult times we go through. I'm not saying forget about them. I'm not saying don't honor your mother or whoever you lost or your job. We need to thank God for the jobs that we lost. We need to thank God for things that didn't go right because out of that, something good will come to your life. Because out of me losing my mother, I had to grow and lean on God and see that I need God and not only focus on the fact that my mom is gone. Out of that, I had to change my mind and know that, Amanda, now you have to stand on your own. You have to grow. You have to know that you are a woman and make decisions for your kids. And not only you'll always be calling your mom and say, mom, I need this. But now go to God and cry to God and not to your mom. So I had to grow through that experience. Amen, Mazalon. So through what we go through in life, we learn that we have to grow. So what happened is that after that, I was focusing. I told myself, we need to focus my mind on the positive. I need to focus my mind on what God has done for me. And not only the material things, because in many times, we focus on the material. People, many people now are looking back and saying, what did I do with 2021? This year that I come, because everyone wants to point at something and say, I bought a new car. I bought a new house. I bought this. Don't do that. When they know 2021, yes, but don't focus on the material things. Today you are alive. Today you are breathing. It is through God. Thank him for the gift of life. Thank him for the son that he gave, the son that died for us, the son that was born for us to be redeemed. Amen. So through that, in, when, when you fast forward again, you go back to the book of Exodus. After the Egyptians left, um, after the Israelites left Egypt, what happened is that they went through the wilderness and their leader was Moses and Aaron. And they didn't know that Moses won't make it to the promised land. What do you do when that thing you trusted fails along the way? Do you fall down and crash and cry and just give up? They had to soldier on and go into the promised land without Moses. Amen. So sometimes we're coming to the end of 2021. Some things have not gone the way we wanted it to go. But we need to soldier on and trust God, that it will bring us to 2022 as we will pass over to 2022 with Jesus. Amen. So it was not the end of your purpose and your destiny. This is what I wrote here is that when you didn't get what you wanted for 2021, it is not the end of your purpose and your destiny, but it's the beginning of something new. Today we celebrate the beginning of something new, which was a gift that was given to us, a son of God. Amen. So in saying goodbye to something can give you an opportunity for growth. 
for wisdom to come and for creativity. Sometimes you have to say goodbye to 2021 and everything that it gave you so that you can grow in 2022. You have to say goodbye to things that you didn't have, things that you even had and lost so that you can grow. Amen? And if we look into John 15, verse 17, can you please go to John 15, verse 7, I mean. John 15, verse 7, we'll start reading there. So as we're saying goodbye to 2021 and looking ahead to the new year, as we're looking ahead to tomorrow even, if we look at John, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you are to ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. What I want us to do with this verse is that to, 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 to look at what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. As we are remembering Jesus today, remain in him so that you'll be able to bear much fruit. The Bible says, without me, you can do nothing. So if you don't have Jesus in your life, I'm sorry to say this, unfortunately, you won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to achieve much. You will achieve, yes, but not by the strength that God must give you. So it says, remain in me. If you look down, it says, it says here, if you don't remain in me, you are like a branch that has thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into fire, and are burned. What happens to a tree when it grows? In, just before spring or maybe during winter, what they do, they prune the tree. When they prune the tree, they cut out anything that won't benefit its growth. So that's what happens. Allow Jesus to cut out anything in you that won't benefit your growth. As we're crossing over to a new year, as we're celebrating this day, allow God to cut out anything in you that doesn't honor him. Let him cut out anything in you that won't help you to grow. Because when we prune a tree, we help it to grow so that it will bear much fruit. If you don't allow Jesus to prune you or God to prune you, you won't bear fruit. And you're asking yourself, why don't I bear fruit? It's because you don't want to learn, you don't want to listen, you don't want to obey. Amen. So trust God that he will prune you, allow him to cut anything in you that is not benefiting you. If it's friend, so it be it. If it's a job that is not good for you, so be it. If it's a family member that is not good for you, so be it. Some things we have to allow God to cut them off so that we're able to move forward. The Israelites didn't really want to go when Moses came and said, let's go. They wanted to stay here because they knew we've got food, we've got shelter, we've got clothing. Wherever you're taking us, we're not sure what's going to happen. Sometimes we're not sure about the future. We are anxious about the future. Amen. And just to give a confession, I recently got a job, teaching job. Amen. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, teaching. Yeah, I'll be a teacher pastor. Um, so with this job, the anxiety was that I am comfortable where I was in 2021, where I was working. I didn't have much complaint except for the money, but everything else was fine in that job that I left now, now. 
So for next year, I feel like I'm a pregnant woman. Yes, I'm not pregnant carrying a baby, but it feels like I'm pregnant because I'm pregnant with the unknown. I don't know what it's going to carry for me, but I know that whatever it comes, it will be good because a pregnant woman, through the nine months, she's preparing herself to give birth to that child. She's preparing the nursery, preparing everybody, even the little brother. You're preparing him that your sister is coming or whoever is coming. So I feel like I need to prepare myself for whatever is coming is great, more than whatever I'm coming from. And I know the transition between, the, between labor and, and having that new baby in this world, it's not easy. Amen. When I have to go through that labor, that process of giving birth, it's painful, it's not easy. But I know when you look at that baby, you look at them and smile, and you see that the pain was worth it. Amen. So as Jesus was being born, I know that God looked down at Jesus and smile and say, oh, this was worth it. Yes, it was not easy, but it was worth it. Amen. Amen. So as we're looking, celebrating today in remembrance, being grateful for what God has done for us, we know that whatever that we're giving birth to, it is worth the pain that we went through. Amen. So it says here, if we continue to read in John, it says here in verse 17, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Some things are not done for us because we are not asking. And not just asking, but asking in his name. Only one name. It doesn't say, ask Nekamalgatobani or whoever. In his name. Amen. If I need something to be done, I must go and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Recently, I've been teaching my son the importance of the name of Jesus and telling them, when you pray, say in the name of Jesus. Don't just do things. If you need something to be done, put a stamp on it. It says, in my name, it will be done. We don't have because we don't ask. Amen. The Bible tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So if he's the way, the truth, and the life, we need him. He is everything that we need. You cannot survive this life if you don't involve him and have him in it. It says that here, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. So it brings God much glory when we remain in him and when we are prosperous. Amen. Sometimes we don't get to the point of getting the prosperity that we want because we not remained in him. It brings him joy when we are prospering in whatever we have in our lives. And I know that it brings God joy with the job that I've just got. Amen. Yes, it might not seem like it's a right move to other people. Why would you leave a permanent job for go to go and teach these kids? Why? But it brings joy to God because he knows that I'll be fulfilling his purpose for me. Amen. So some things we have to do them so that we can bear much fruit. And it says here in verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. It comes back to what Pastor KG was saying, that love. God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was all done through love. On this day or this holiday season as we celebrate Christmas, Many of us, we want to give to other people. We want to um, share gifts and presents and all of those things. But if you're not able to share love, you would have failed the whole purpose of Christmas. When you look recently, things have changed. Christmas is no longer about Jesus. I'm sorry to say this, but Christmas 
has been changed. I don't know whose Santa is, but they say he comes from the North Pole. That is not Jesus. We're not celebrating Christmas for Santa who will come and bring gifts under the tree. No, the gifts resembles the three wise men that came with the gifts, giving them to Jesus, not Santa Claus. I know, yes, we want our kids to take pictures with Santa. How about letting them take picture next to a manga and a shepherd or something that resembles Jesus? Because this day is about Jesus and not Santa. So we need to realize that in our lives, Jesus is the one who gives us the lives that we have. The Bible says, he said to Mary, you shall to give him the name Emmanuel. God is with us. Amen. God, it means that God is with us today. And I remember in the Old Testament, it mentions that when Moses was being sent by God, he said, who shall I say sent me? And God said, I am who I am. That God is with us is still I am who I am in your life. That God is with us is still the I am who was sent, uh, who, who sent Moses to, to go and save the Egyptians. So Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen. So today we're celebrating Emmanuel and saying that God is with us, whether good or bad. God is still God and he is with us today. Amen. So how about we being thankful for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died the most horrible death and painful death for us to have eternal life. For God, who is gracious and merciful and doesn't punish us for our sins that we deserve to be punished for, but he sent his only begotten son to die for us. So how about we thank him? And, 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 and when you thank him, you need to give him the praise. Today is about us rejoicing and saying, God, you are Emmanuel. God is with us. Even though I couldn't do what I wanted to do, but God is with us today. God has been with me throughout 2021 and still with me today. And we need to continue and celebrate him. If you can go to um, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 22. I think that should be the last scripture for today. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 22. <laughs> Pastor says I should say amen. But in, 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 in teacher's training, he says I'm saying too many amens. So now I, I'm a bit, you know, I don't know whether I should say amen or not. But amen. So it says here, for as in Adam all die. So also in Christ, all shall be made alive. So also in Christ, all shall be made alive. Can you say this after me? I, am, I have been made alive, been made alive. In, Jesus Christ. in Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we read this, it tells that everything died with Adam. When, sinful, when sin, then sin entered into the earth, everything died as we knew it. But when Jesus Christ came, he came to redeem us. Can you say this? I am redeemed by Jesus Christ. So we have been redeemed. When, when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, he was, she was carrying a king inside her. Someone who has came, came here to redeem us. Someone who came to wash us of our sins. Someone came to save us. When Jesus came, that's why he said he's the king of kings. He even made Herod to shake when he heard about Jesus, the birth of Jesus. He was not happy about the birth of Jesus because he knew that he's the king of kings. And the way he was scared, he even ordered uh, boys younger than two to be killed because he knew he didn't want that king to overpower him. So the king of kings is born today. That's what we are in remembrance of. Amen. So as... 
one question that I want to ask is that, are you thankful daily for your Savior, Jesus, and God who has given you all that you have? And not just all that you have, but you were made in his image and you are his child. Amen. So we need to be thankful for life. We need to be thankful for everything that we have. So here, I want us to remember that in your thankfulness, you need to have your own place where you, you've got your own altar. And I believe the Israelites, as they were moving out, they had to do the burnt offering in an, on an altar. So you need to have your own place. An altar, it says, is commonly a place where animal sacrifices were made. However, the altar represents much more than the animal sacrifice. It has relevance for us today. So an altar is a place where you will encounter God where you'll have an encounter with God. It's a place where you've got your own personal sacrifice and dedication. It's a place where you give, you, you ask God for forgiveness. You give worship and thanks to God. So I want us today to have our own altars, to know that this is a place where I come and give dedication to God. It doesn't have to be a physical place. But when you start praying and say, God, I thank you for everything, that is you standing in your own altar and saying, God, I'm giving you my worship. I'm giving you my praise. That's you saying, saying, God, I'm giving you my dedication. I'm dedicating my time and my life to your word. So we need to have our own altars where we just focus everything on God and forget about everything else. Today, it's about Jesus. Amen. And I forgot to say this, that you all look beautiful in your Christmas clothes. Eh? Ah, Pastor, you are all glowing. Amen. So as we are about to finish now, I don't know if I took all the time or, oh yeah, I'm on time. So it's about to close now. I want you to ask yourself, where is that place where I'm meeting God or I'm meeting Jesus, the son that was given to us that has died for me and you? How can I be grateful and thankful to him? Because the Bible says here, it tells us, us that remain in me and I will remain in you. How will you remain in him if you don't have him in your life? You first need to accept him as your Lord, Jesus Christ. You first need to accept him and make him Lord over your life and King of kings in order for you to be able to recognize him, in order for you to be able to even use his name. You need to make him the Lord over your life. Amen. So we're about to close here. I want you to ask yourself, do I know God? Do I know Jesus as my Savior and my King? As he will remember that he was born on this day, as we remember that Jesus was born for us to have eternal life, I want you to ask yourself, will I have, do I have eternal life this morning? If I could die today and go to heaven, will I actually go to heaven or what will happen to my life? Yes, I've seen today, I've seen 2021 ending, but I want to end this 2021 with Jesus in my life and knowing that whatever that I ask in his name, it will be done. That is what I want you to do today. Take him as the Lord of your, over your life. Take him as the King of kings. He says, Emmanuel, God is with us. Let him be your Emmanuel. Personalize him and make him your own king. Personalize him and make him your own Lord. Amen. So as we are here, I want us to close our eyes and bow our heads. If you're here this morning, you don't know who Jesus is. If you're here this morning... You want to know who he is. You want him to be the Lord over your life. You want him to be the Lord over your finances and everything that you have. I want you to hear me today as I speak to you and pleading with you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Pleading with you 
to accept him into your life so that whatever you ask in his name, it will be done. So if you're here this morning, you don't know God, I want you to raise up your hand so that we can pray with you and you can accept him as your Lord and Savior so that we can invite Jesus into your life. The Bible says that he gives us a choice. He gives us life and death. The choice is yours to make whether you want him or not. He will not force himself into your life, but you need to make the choice and say, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and I want him to be the Lord and the King over my life. If you're here this morning, can you please raise up your hand so that we can quickly pray with you. Amen. I see raised hands going up. Amen. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Then we'll pray with you. Can you all please pray this one prayer? Can you please say this after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I thank you for this day that you came into this world and you were on the cross and died for me. This morning, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as the Lord of my life. I accept you as the King over my life. And I take my cross and I follow you. Thank you, Lord, that you died and rose again so that I can be made whole. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I am made new. I am a new being. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you and Merry Christmas.